Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. You're listening to my podcast about healing after narcissistic abuse. Welcome. Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. So something I want to share with you today is kind of in parallel with the blog that I've written for this week, which is called, remind myself, it's not just you, okay? Because I've kind of made a big realisation and and it's so... <laughs> It's so funny how these things work out that um, I've had kind of two fairly recent run-ins with people who I think are um, narcissistic, but at the very least are toxic or negative people that I, I don't want to have any contact with. So that's within the last couple of years. And if you've been following my vlogs, one of these um, um, I haven't had contact with for a couple of years but I met some people who I know that she's in contact with and they had quite a severe reaction to me. They don't know me at all. First time they'd ever met me. And when they actually, when they met me for the first time, they were, they actually kind of like withdrew, like pulled back. Um, And, and so, and what's happened is I've kind of um, like seen behind the curtain, if you like, like in the wizard of Oz, when, when they pull back the curtain and the wizard who's this big scary guy who knows everything and it's just revealed it's like a little old man who's using all these gadgets and all these gizmos to build himself up into some sort of big scary thing so that's what I feel has happened very recently now and these are two separate people two separate groups that I was involved with and how I've seen how other people have also been the target Okay, I really want you to understand that because it can feel like it's so personal. It can feel like it's just you. It can feel like, um, I think really what it's doing is it's kind of the narcissist is working on the whole um, kind of belief that I am bad, that whole scapegoat thing that you've gone through, possibly with a narcissistic parent. And they're building on that so, so that we assume that it's because of some fault of ours. But when you realize the true dynamic of it and you see other people in the group, how they've been treated and how they've been discarded and ousted by the narcissist, then that then helps you to be able to see the truth about the dynamic of what these people really are. So so one particular group that I was part of, um, I was part of for a couple of years and I gave up right at the beginning of COVID because um, I was having to homeschool my son as everything was in lockdown and I couldn't I couldn't make it to the meetings even though they were they were only on zoom it was it was too too much of a commitment for me at that time so I left the group and and after that I had some further communication with one particular woman from the group who I considered to be a friend and and I told her that I was leaving the group because I was struggling. It was really hard. It was, I was afraid. It was the first time I'd ever endured um, a lockdown. And we were struggling to homeschool her, our son, who was just not interested. So I kind of hinted at that when I told her that I was leaving or gave that as the explanation for why I was leaving. But I had no concern from her whatsoever. Absolutely nothing. I didn't hear anything. Then I heard a little while later that she'd had another um, grandchild, um, but it was phrased in a really weird way. She didn't tell me if it was a boy or girl. She didn't tell me anything. I think it was all just like a fishing thing. 
um, to see if I would contact her. But it was there was no like conversation. There was no how are you, no kind of interest in how I was doing. It was it was all just a literally a declaration of what she wanted to tell me. So I didn't respond. And then she messaged me again, same kind of lines, um, no concern, no interest in how I was doing whatsoever. And I thought, how do, how do I react to this when, when somebody who I considered a friend and I thought cared about me is, is actively not caring and showing me that they're not caring? And so I just didn't know what to do, so I just ignored it. And then I had another friend intervene and say how upset this other friend was that I was ignoring her and and I ignored that as well. So I just ignored all of it because it was all a game. None of it was about any true concern about me. Um, None of it at all from neither of these two people I considered friends. So I just let it go. But a part of me, um, I'll, I'll be honest, this is just something that I'm working through just now, thought that everything just carried on without me that everything was hunky-dory with this group still everything was fine everybody was happy no one really cared that I left and I was kind of they were carrying on doing their thing and I was just left to do to do my thing and and no one cared I know in fact no I think one person did reach out to me afterwards um which was which was really nice and showing care and concern which was really really nice thing to receive However, just recently, um, I've been part of something else and I've, I've I've kind of reconnected with a member of this group. And I was a bit worried about this person. I I'd had a few kind of warning bells about them, but um, and, and my body severely reacted when I saw them. But the second time I saw them, I was much calmer. I'd worked through mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff and we actually were able to have a conversation. And what I discovered that in the interim, of of me leaving the group and I, I had no contact with anybody else from the group like I said just as far as I was concerned everything was carrying on as normal she told me that one by one various members of the group had dropped off and and that her herself had found that um the the woman running the group had been quite difficult to to cope with especially during times of high stress so what did I realize from that so so what I realized from that is whilst I had the impression that the group was united and everyone else was happy and relaxed and um, felt good in this particular group, the reality was they didn't feel like that at all. And that in actual fact, the group finished. Uh, I don't know how long ago, but but one by one, people had dropped out of the group for, for various reasons. And it seemed to be more a general kind of personality um, issue rather than the kind of practicality issue um, and in some ways that really reassured me because because what this woman also kind of led me to believe was that that the attention she'd been targeted by the woman who ran ran the group and and that then made me think well that made me aware then that something that I did know but I hadn't really brought to my full attention and that is that someone's toxic or a narcissist has to have someone as their target. So if I was the target for a little while, then then the chances are once I left, once I stopped communicating, that somebody would have had to take my place. And that could account for why 
people dropped off one by one because as the kind of um, you know, as the group got smaller, there were fewer people to select and fewer people to target. Um, but there was something really reassuring about knowing that I'm not the only one that's endured this. I'm not the only one that's that suffered from this. And I didn't leave because I wasn't getting on with the group. I left for practical reasons. But I probably would have been quite happy to rejoin the group again afterwards. But from her behavior, I wasn't interested. I didn't want to know. I, I couldn't cope with that fakeness, that kind of pretending to care, but then when it actually came down to it, not even bothering with the kind of like the basic um, civilities that we pay to people in conversation or, or via email is just inquiring how somebody is. It's That's just the normal kind of social interactions that we have, but it was absent with her. So I found that really reassuring that I, that I was not the only one and that that whilst I thought that everything was all peachy without me and and everyone was getting on fine, that was not true. So the second thing is another another lady that was a part of a group that I was in very briefly. And and again, I finished with that group because of COVID, um, because everything stopped. These both these meetings were meetings in person. And so I stopped going to the second meeting. And and I think that this, the, the woman of the second group, so this is another group I'm talking about now, had, had been conducting a smear campaign against me because people would look at me oddly. Now, these women I knew a little bit from a group that I'd been in previously. So they kind of knew me a little bit or certainly knew me more than they knew her because she was very relatively new coming into the group. And what happened is that one of the particular meetings this woman went into an absolute spiel about a story about another member of the group who hadn't come to the sessions for a couple of times. And this was like a spiritual meeting. So she, so it was a really long discussion. So first of all, she said that she was reluctant to share it, but she thought that she should share it with us. And then she went on a long spiel. And basically the crux of it was that she was leading us to believe that this woman was was possessed, was, um, how can I describe, or at least strongly influenced by a negative entity of some sort, okay? And, and we all reacted with kind of a little bit of shock, maybe a little bit of horror, but also we're grateful to her for protecting us from this, not particularly this woman that was coming in, but the thing that she was bringing in with her that, that could have been a negative entity that affected all of us within this group. And, and it was a really big, long story. And, and what's happened very recently is I've met this woman again. And I don't know if she's aware of what this other woman's been saying about her. But I know that this is the same kind of thing that she's been telling people about me because because of one woman's particular reaction when I said my name, I introduced myself to her, she actually physically recoiled from me. So I know that she's spreading the same rumours about me as she did about this other woman. So this is her modus operandi. She's she's really she I think she would de describe herself as a spiritual person and and that's part of her business, too. So it's so she's looking for clients along those lines and looking to set up groups and what have you as well. 
and and if for some reason you displease her um then she decides then that she's going to start the smear campaign against you and that smear campaign is going to be that in some way you are possessed by a negative entity or that you've got some sort of evilness about you and that is why the woman who I met that time actually physically recalled from me because she was terrified that whatever was she'd been told was in me was actually going to affect her. So, so I've had two realizations really recently about how how the, the narcissist works with their smear campaigns and and also what happens when you're their target. What happens when you're t- their target is one minute you were the best thing since sliced bread. You were the best thing ever. But then the next minute they completely turn. But they've already put the kind of seeds in doubt in people's minds about you. So I'm sure with both women that they already planted little little bits, hinted at things, maybe outright said things or, or manipulated people into believing things about me. and And that meant then that, um, you know, if I ever revealed the way that I've been treated by them, or if I ever even found out that I was already discredited. And, and I think this, for me, what, what I felt with, with both groups is, oh, the kind of narcissist one, they're surrounded by all the people, which goes back to my family thing is, is really my, my father, who was the one in charge. Um, he, he kind of won, if you like is the way I certainly viewed it because, because I was his victim. I was the one that I'd been that been abused, but somehow I end up being the one that's isolated and alone. And the rest of the family kind of go with him and rally around him. And that's what I found in these two group settings too, is what I assumed was that they also had rallied around the narcissists. And, and I've seen people who have done that. But what I'm realizing now is that one by one what's happening is the narcissist will conduct these smear campaigns about people, which they do even if you're not their target. They do that about everyone that they're in contact with. Just in case in the future something comes out, you're already discredited. So they will be um, planting these seeds of doubt with everybody that they have anything to do with. Anybody they have anything to do with. From the beginning of that connection, so they plant those seeds of doubt with everybody, with, with everybody else in the group, anybody else that knows them, all these little seeds planted. And we don't even know that's what they're doing because it's done so cleverly. And then what happens if you do something to displease them? They've already done the but the foundation work. They've already discredited you. And then all they have to do is add a few little lies on top of that. She said this, she did that twisting things, lying, rewriting reality, and then that's it, you're out. You're out of the narcissist and you're out of the group as well. But the group fractures, the group fractures, it's not like they're living this, you know, perfect little beautiful little life all together because the narcissist can't help themselves. They have to have other people's attention and energy and they have to have someone that's their target. So all that happens is their groups diminish and diminish and diminish until they get smaller and smaller and smaller. So you can see these people, you know what's happening, you know what the dynamic is, but I want to reassure you, it's not personal. It's not personal. 
It's just that the narcissist has targeted you for some reason. You've done something to upset them. And, and it may be a nothing thing. You're not even aware of it. It might be that you haven't, I don't know, um, you know, maybe you're, you're not one of their customers. Maybe, maybe you don't, you won't do them a favor. Maybe, maybe you don't give them the attention and energy that they think they deserve. Maybe you don't flatter them like other people do. It could be any one of a, a million reasons, some of which you won't even be aware of, that you may have, have hurt their very sensitive and very fragile ego, and that's why they're behaving the way that they are. So I wanted to share these two examples with you because it, going along with my blog, it kind of um, it kind of brings it more into what well, maybe it makes it relatable because I really want you to understand because what I've just realized is it isn't personal and they're not living this perfect life. They're not living this kind of happy little world with their people because narcissists don't want other people to be happy. They're, they're not interested in other people. They don't care about other people. So, so the group is not what you think it is. And that group could be a friendship group or a group of colleagues, or it could be, or it could be your family. That the, the thing is when you go through narcissistic abuses, you make that assumption that they're all perfectly happy without you and everything's fine for them. But if they're involved with a narcissist, that is not the case. And I just want to reassure you about that. Okay. So couple of personal shares there for you if you want any more tips or any more help any any support then come over to patreon find me over there i have a, a weekly tip i do a monthly question and answer session where i can answer your specific questions and give you the support that you require and i've also got the community over there for any additional support that you need in between times so if that sounds good to you come over and join us on patreon the links below if you've got any comments anything you want to say anything you want to share please comment below or contact me personally at claire c-l-a-r-e come back brighter at gmail.com see you next time bye